I used to play that. I was a percussionist. Yeah. Oh, in wait, you were? Yeah. I actually did not know that. Percussion was great. It sounds great. I uh, I dropped the crash cymbals during one Well, of it was in their name. You had to. <laughs> it was terrible, Nick. You dropped the <laughs> It was during cymbals. the clarinet solo. Well, the clarinets suck anyway. The only reason clarinets exist is that the when the parents come to see their kid perform, they can just be like, oh, that's the instrument my kid plays. Yeah. When's a, what is the what is the last memorable clarinet melody that you can think of that you've heard? There is none, Mike. That's the answer. <laughs> that, that is the There's no memorable clarinet part ever written in music. I'm sorry, clarinet <laughs> and if, players. If out there, there was one memorable one, I dropped the cymbals during it. Yes. So <laughs> nobody but, heard. Listen, it. no, that was the most. That was probably the most exciting, eventful thing to that has ever happened during a clarinet section. Yeah. <laughs> you think subconsciously you actually meant to do it? Like, I want to do this. I want you to know. I want you to imagine this, right? Mm. I liked, I was the crash symbol king in my mind. <laughs> everyone hated me. Actually, everyone, all the trumpets would just turn around and yell at me for crashing so loud. I was a loud crasher, all right? But I was like, I, but Mr. Mr. Phillips, Billy Phil, he made me feel like I was really affecting the music. He made me feel alive because every time I crash, he'd be like, he just wave his baton at me like, hey, all right, I see that. I know you got it, man. I, you got it. And he told me. He told me I wanted to make it even louder. I just got to hold He told out. you how to make it louder? Yes. Think, I, think he was a crash symbolist like in his youth and like he's got a, like he saw himself in you? <laughs> I want to say yes, but he was a very skilled musician. That <laughs> he just probably didn't waste his time with the crash. He was more skilled than just banging two <laughs> things together. Hey, hey, it's about timing, Nick. Timing. Believe it or not, as opposed to timing and playing the right notes, <laughs> there's only, sometimes only one note matters. All right, what the hell are we talking about? Welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone. Uh, I am your host, Nick Brigadier, and I am Mike Russell. Uh, so yes, I, I think we, I think we just laid out our credentials for how we are able to uh, dissect music the way we do. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so you ha- you have a, a crash symbolist to your left, and then myself, I played trumpet from fifth grade to ninth grade. So I think between the two of us, we know quite a bit about music. Yep. And speaking of high school, this next song we're going to talk about is all about ladies in underageness. <laughs> yeah, if you go to Spotify and look for the genre, ladies and underageness, this is the song that comes up. No, uh, the song we have for, up for today, uh, it's by someone you may recognize, not necessarily from his music, but more from um, like a, I don't know, like a Fox News interview here and there or an NRA rally. Uh, it is by Ted Nugent, and the song is called Jailbait. Uh, if, you, if you thought that jailbait was like a metaphor for something deeper, more profound... Uh, it's not. He's talking about a 13-year-old girl, just so you know. Before you're 14. (laughs) Tick-tock, tick-tock. All right, so there's a lot to unpackage here. Just a, a the, <laughs> which oh, is half in Ted Nugent's pants. <laughs> 
I'm going to try very hard not to make every single thing we say a euphemism for something terrible. Uh, but it's going to be very hard with this song because there's a lot to talk about just in terms of Ted Nugent himself and then the content of this song. But first, I think it's important to uh, talk a little bit about Ted Nugent. Um, Mike, have you heard of Ted Nugent before? Like, before we decided to do the song? Uh, before, before, before we decided, well, you know, I had heard about him in the news with, you know, he was buddies with Trump, and then I heard some things that he had done that people were like, yeah, the only stars that love Trump love 13-year-old girls. And I was like, that's interesting. I what a headline. <laughs> I should look that up. And I did. And I found out jailbait, and I thought it was hilarious. And uh, then we talked about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Ted Nugent is actually, he's been around for a long time. He's, I think, 68 uh, he started off, he was a vocalist and guitarist, and he's been performing since 1958. 1958. Uh, 1958. So he's been around for a long time. Uh, the first band he was in was the Amboy Dukes, but he began his solo career in 1975, and that's kind of where he uh, developed his patented sound, for lack of a better term. So he had some big hits in like the 70s, early 80s, kind of faded, but then from 2000s onwards, he started doing the two things that all former big musicians end up doing. Uh, Masturbating and what? Uh, we all do that. Three main <laughs> things that all former musicians end up doing. Uh, the other two being political activism and reality TV. Ah, yes. Now, the, <laughs> we'll get into the political activism part because that's probably actually what he's predominantly known for now. He's not even really known for his songs. He's just known for being a musician who has some very strong beliefs that he does not mince words on. Uh, but he also did some reality TV shows. Now, Ted Nugent... Uh, he was born in Michigan, but he was mostly uh, he mostly grew up in Texas, and he is very much like the poster child for like rugged outdoorsman survivalist mentality mm. sort of thing. But don't take my word for it, because Ted Nugent did a reality TV show called Surviving Nugent, uh, and we found I, I stumbled upon the intro for the show, like the pre credits, and I think it sums up uh, kind of all you need to know about them. Oh man. On the first day, God created Earth. That's and Ted. He saw that it was good. Chomping on some. On the second day, wheat. God created man, and he saw it too was good. But on that big old third day, God created Ted. Oh, oh God! Ten contestants, baby. No. Oh. That, my ranch. That beginning sounds like a slasher movie. All you hear is a woman scream, a chainsaw rev, and then like a cannibal hill, like. Oh, Crossbones fly across the screen. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like animated skulls and crossbones <laughs> flying all over the screen. My rules. Somebody called the diaper police. Wait, he just said somebody called the diaper police. <laughs> oh, yo, Ted, your girlfriend need a chain. Oh God. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can cut that out. <laughs> you can cut that out. Oh, it's too late for that, Mike. That's awesome. Hold it. Nine of them will be leaving with a broken arrow up their ass. It's all Ted Nugent. What are you crying about? Because you're f***ing idiots. One goes home with 100k in cash and prizes. They were all like, I wouldn't do this for the money. It's not worth it. So I find it, Mike, very difficult to describe Ted Nugent in my own words. The best thing I can think is to just let him speak for himself. Uh, the, the, I don't know. The, the, the one quote I heard that I had to check a few other sources just to make sure it was actually something he said. Yeah. Uh, but I like this one. Quote, 
I get a full predator spiritual erection from hunting bear, lions, coons, house cats, escaped chimps, small children, scared women, and everything else that can be chased and or hunted. Now, small, what you, children small children and scared, and scared women. women. And what is a full predator spiritual erection? <laughs> I mean, don't, no, actually, I don't even know why I'm asking. I have an image in my head of what that is. A full predator spiritual erection. Yeah, so Ted Nugent, Ted Nugent is very much an outdoorsman, very much a uh, member of the Republican Party, very conservative in his beliefs, very strong in his opinions on the Second Amendment, uh, and oh, he's just said so many terrible things. <laughs> like, just unambiguously, like, w- whatever your political affiliations, like, Ted Nugent has just said objectively terrible things. Uh, he called Obama at one point a subhuman mongrel during a live performance he actually i think shot like an effigy he created of him uh and he said during the 2012 election that if obama became president in november again he said i will either be dead or in jail by this time next year and that got him a visit from the secret service <laughs> a little uh, a little pop in a little a little high in chats a, yeah, little, little, hey, a little cup of tea like hey. Ted, hey, can we chat for a little bit Ted about buddy. Uh, the things you said? And he's also literally anti-animal rights. Like, he's actively against animal rights. Let's let's dig into that. <laughs> well, because I think what we'll see is this is a strain indicative of some of his other uh, beliefs and things that have worked their way in, into his songwriting. Uh, I don't want to get too far into this, uh, down this rabbit hole. Because Ted Nugent would probably shoot the rabbit inside of it. But he did say this one quote. He was talking to a British journalist about deer. I don't know what the setup was for that interview question. But he said, quote, I don't think they're capable of either of those thoughts. I think it was like, like, do they have feelings or something? Yeah. You limey asshole. That was to the British journalist. He oh. called him a limey asshole. They're only interested in three things. The best place to eat, having sex, and how quickly they can run away. Much like the French. Nugent oh. <laughs> said to a British journalist when asked him whether or not deer are his friends. Yo, bro, are deer your friends? Oh, fuck the French. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But there's a little bit more you need to know about Ted Nugent before we dive into the song, because it's very important. Uh, most recently, you may have seen Ted Nugent, as I think you did, in the news, when he visited the yeah. White House uh, as a big Trump proponent uh, and advocate. He was there with esteemed American heroes, Kid Rock and Sarah Palin, (laughs) and then Ted Nugent. Sarah Palin, dude. (laughs) She's still... Yo, I'm surprised she wasn't the um, Secretary of Energy. It was apparently close. Was it close? I I don't know if Secretary of Energy, but she was up for some position. Yo, Ted Nugent should be the Secretary of... What's the, murder no not no not that one what's the one that who, who's the secretary who determines the uh the age of consent oh jesus <laughs> i don't think that I, like i don't think there's a secretary for that the they secretary. have a very narrow job title ted based on how i don't do much i mostly just let the laws stand but every so often <laughs> i'm the secretary of consent <laughs> yo <laughs> now let's have sex uh, Your body language says yes. All right, <laughs> she's running away. <laughs> I get a full-on predator spiritual erection when you do that. Oh, Help! God. The secretary of consent is chasing me. 
Oh, Christ. Anyway, Ted Nugent also fashions himself a super patriot. Literally, if you go online and see any interview from him, he's wearing like a Yosemite Sam cowboy hat that's camo, which I'm not a hunter, but that seems impractical. Because A, he's wearing it like during like a Fox News interview. He doesn't need to blend in. He already blends in. He's, a bunch, he's among a bunch of other white people. The, 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 the camo hat isn't helping. And then I feel like when you're actually in the woods, like having a big hat is going to get caught in like branches and stuff when you're trying to murder small animals. Yeah. <laughs> How... How does he get around in that hat all day? You think he wets the bed too, Nick? You mean like he's a serial killer? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like animals. He enjoys <laughs> killing things. Take, take of that what you will. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so he fashions himself a super patriot, but a super patriot. he he's also a draft dodger. Now, that's... A piece of d- shit. Well, listen, <laughs> draft dodging, it's a, it's a little loaded because it's very much contingent, I feel, on... The war that you, whose draft initiation you are dodging, your personal reason for why you are dodging. Like Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, technically a draft dodger, yeah. but he did it because he felt that uh, if, like, as a black man, he didn't have equal rights in his own country. Why should he be fighting for that country? Like he, he had. I mean, t- take of that what you will, whatever your opinion is on that. But that was his rationale for it. Ted Nugent. <laughs> Was also called in the draft, and he dodges draft. But he uh, he had an interview about that process that I found fascinating, especially considering how gung ho he is about the military. But uh, so ironic, we, we, isn't yes, it? yes, very <laughs> ironic. So we have a compilation from one or two interviews where he talks about the subject. But I cannot do it justice. But uh, Mike Russell, in his best Ted Nugent voice, is uh, going to let you know kind of what that was like. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got my physical notice 30 days prior to. <laughs> well, on that day, I ceased cleansing my body. <laughs> no more brushing my teeth. Mm-mm. No more washing my hair. No bass, <laughs> no soap, no water. 30 days of debris bailed. Then, two weeks before, I stopped eating any food with nutritional value. I just had me some chips, Pepsi, Beer, stuff I never touched. Then a week before, I stopped going to the bathroom. I did it in my pants. Poop, piss, the whole shot. My pants got crusted up, so I went in. And those guys in uniform, they couldn't believe the smell. (laughs) They were ridiculing me and pushing me around and was crying. But all the time, I was laughing to myself. Then they made everybody take off their pants. And I did. And this sergeant says, Oh my God, put those pants back on. You fucking swine, you. (laughs) Then they had a urine test, and I couldn't piss. But my poop was just like ooze, man. So I poop in the cup and put it on the counter. I had poop in my hand and my arm. The guy almost puked. And I was so proud. I knew I had these chumps beat. But you know the funny thing about it? I'd make an incredible army man. I'd be a colonel before you knew what hit you. And I'd have my baddest bunch of motherfucking killers you'd ever see in my platoon. But I just wasn't into it. (laughs) Uh, And later, in a 1990 Detroit Free Press uh, interview, he added, The man who went should be applauded, but... If I would have gone over there, I'd have been killed 
or I killed all the hippies in the foxholes. Hell, I would have killed everybody. <laughs> Beautifully done. And yes, I would have killed everybody. Ted Nugent's motto. Everybody. Yes. Everybody. Yeah, he didn't say the enemy. He says, I would have killed everybody. So You gotta love his honesty. Yes. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Honesty is an admirable trait, I guess. So he, uh, he yeah, he dodged the draft by shitting his pants. Essentially, for, for two, weeks. for two, yeah, yeah. Not just he didn't just like build up for that day. He planned ahead. He had a plan. He had a mission. All right, so onto the song "Jailbait." So yeah, the actual song that we've been yes that we've been talking around. So "Jailbait." This is actually kind of interesting. There has never been a studio version of "Jailbait." Does no, not exist. He only sent it to the public. The only, yes, <laughs> he only sent. That's it. a treat for his fans. No, it only ever appeared on the 1981 live album, wh- whose title, I gotta say, I honestly appreciate. The title, uh, Intensities in Ten Cities. So the title is Intensities Intensities. I, I, whatever I think you know, of Ted when, Nugent, that's a good title, you though. You need to shake that man's hand and say, yo, Intensities Intensities. Right on. <laughs> Once you hear the lyrics, though, of the song, you'll probably understand why maybe a studio didn't want that actually committed, like, as a studio track on an album. <sighs> I've noticed, though, this is the song that is, like, most frequently cited on, like, liberal, like, clickbait sites where they want to be like, Ted, the awful things Ted Nugent has said and done. Every single one of them says the song Jailbait. Because Jailbait, I mean, it's not, like, at all a popular song that he's done, but holy shit, is it a song that has, like, haunted him. <laughs> Now, so jailbait, there's not much deep meaning. It's about him wanting to bang a 13-year-old girl. And we're not saying that arbitrarily. He says in the song, I don't care if you're just 13. Literally, word for word. (laughs) Yeah, so actually, you know what? Let's get into this. I'm going to start a little bit from the beginning again. Hang on. Got that nice live rock feel, some steel guitar. How could you have keys when you're under 16? I think that was a metaphor. Oh. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) is it okay ted i'll put the keys the ignition but you better drive (laughs) yeah this is a stick shift i don't know how that works so yeah the lyrics aren't even that well i mean okay so what does this mean i steal a car like i got the curse i can't resist the old lady's purse what does that mean i steal a car like i got the curse what curse like the mummy yo Yo, this is about an Egyptian tomb? The, uh, dude, uh, you know, and the old lady's purse, it yeah. makes you wonder, like, is he getting paid to... F- <laughs> is this just some sick Craigslist ad? <laughs> Quick, get over here and screw my teenage daughter. <laughs> I've got a silver coin for you in my purse. Now, uh, now, what is it he can't resist? He goes on to say exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, 
and I've got to have you in a matter of time. I, I love the irony of you set me free when truly it's more likely it will get you put in jail. Yes. Now, <laughs> so interesting sto- interesting interesting that you mentioned that. Uh so the re I mean in theory this song is like you could just say okay, it's kind of in poor taste, it's a little bit weird. But uh so Ted Nugent has a kind of a history of this kind of behavior in terms of him with underage girls. Mm, you don't um, say. Now Mike, I have a question for you. I want to propose a hypothetical scenario to you. I all right. I dated an underage girl, but I was underage too, Nick. What are you getting at? <laughs> I just love when you volunteer information like that. No. Uh, <laughs> imagine you are a creepy, let's say, twenty-eight-year-old man. Oh man, <laughs> this Nick. isn't working. Uh, <laughs> no, you're 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 twenty-eight, thirty. Okay. There is a seventeen-year-old girl that you're interested. in. In. You and the 17-year-old girl want to get married, but it's not legal because she's 17. What is the logical solution? Boy, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta turn away. You gotta say, you know what? Just isn't meant to be. Well, that is, that is certainly a solution, but I, but that is the wrong answer. The right answer is you legally adopt that young woman <laughs> from her parents, become her legal guardian, so that you are able to marry. This actually happened. I'm. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Well, there's actually a clip talking about exactly how this transpired. That was Ted, by the way. Ted admits to a number of liaisons with underage girls, and while it may have raised eyebrows, it never raised the interest of local authorities. I was underage, and it just really wasn't a terribly appropriate situation in most people's eyes. And now it would be criminal. Her mother signed papers making Ted her legal guardian. Ted charmed the girl's parents right along with his teenage lovers. I got the stamp of approval of their, their parents. Because they figured better Ted Nugent is some drug-infested punk in high school. So that was literally his defense. He is better than a punk-infested kid in high school. Punk-infested? Can Did I say get... punk-infested? That's what he said. Oh, did he say that? Did he say, or did you say that? I think I may have misspoke. And please, don't. I, I, I am so sorry. I'm, I'm infested with punk. I would never want to. I would never want to demean the good name of Ted Nugent. Or how dare you, Nick? Do you not see this man? This is defamation of character on my part, and I'm so sorry, Ted. I am so sorry. I know you would oh. never say punk infested. Boy, you're like a Kathy Griffin right now. I, I just... am. <laughs> <laughs> just disgusting. Like a Kathy Griffin cranked up to 10. I'm like a Kathy Griffin who actually killed someone. But yeah, so he became the legal guardian of this girl. Like, so so the scenario was... Old Uncle Ted! Oh, <laughs> Do you think he said that? Oh, or like, he's like, who's your daddy? And she's like, I'm just so confused. I thought you were more of a guardian, really. <laughs> so this is actually, I notice... Very similar to the plot of uh, The Bad Beginning in a series of unfortunate events. Oh, yes. Yes, because Count Olaf tries to marry uh, Violet Baudelaire to get control of the Baudelaire fortune. He does. He does indeed. So in this case, Violet Baudelaire is a 17-year-old girl, and Ted Nugent is Count Olaf. Only Count Olaf wants to bang Violet, <laughs> which is probably a fan fiction somewhere. But also, how weird is it 
that because at some point there had to be a decision making process like listen this is weird because i'm 30 or whatever and you're 17 so to make it less weird i'm going to become your parent so that we can have sex then it's okay nick i dated a younger lady once yeah <laughs> and let me tell you about the parent situation please tell me it's a little weird yeah, I can imagine. Sometimes, you know, you're there for a while. You're just hanging out. <laughs> like, I'm a three... Uh, it was a three-year rule. Oh, man. You know what? Maybe, you know what? <laughs> just... What? Three years. What is that? Have you ever Have you ever heard of a freshman dating seniors? Yeah, I have. Like okay. in high school. Yeah. That was my, that was my situation. Oh. I actually couldn't hang out with her on her birthday. Her birthday was... Oh, wait. The three-year rule being there can't be more than three years apart? Right. Yes, I gotcha. And her birthday was the day after mine. So for one day (laughs) of the year, I was actually four years older than her. It was a little weird. So (laughs) I'm like, listen, girl, I'm 18. I'll see you on the 15th. That's called a senior leap year. (laughs) Yeah, that's a senior leap year. Oh, but in any case... um, no, fins, fins are fine. Yeah. Until you're caught naked in the hot tub. <laughs> All There's the, a quote. Uh, Things are fine until you're caught naked in the hot tub. All trust is out the window at that point with the parents. So here's here's to Ted Nugent for getting that guardianship before going too far. I, oh, so you're actually congratulating him. You know what? That's the kind of guy who thought ahead. <clears throat> Listen. Listen, if I've been if I've been like trashing the name of Ted Nugent, but you kind of see him as something of a folk hero, Mike, I I, I can change my tune. No, listen, your tune's just fine. <laughs> Ted took things a little far. I would never consider guardianship. I'm all about googling the rules, <laughs> but but for Christ's sake, Ted, Christ's sake, you gotta bring law. Like, I have never had to Google the rules. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought about Googling the rules? No, I've never been in a situation where I would have had to. Well, I found out every listen, Nick, I never I didn't break any rules. That's all I'm saying. And I've Googled the rules on a lot of things. Mike, you realize this podcast has prevented you from ever running for public office already. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd, how am I ever supposed to start the Freedom Party? I don't know. <laughs> You're not off to a great yeah. start. Your political party Dreams might be cut short. That is so gross. I don't know. I don't know if you caught that, but the line was. I don't care if you're just 13, you look too good to be true. I just know that you're probably clean. If that just doesn't give you like deuce chills like to the core of your soul, I don't know what does. <laughs> I mean or, or are these all things that you said verbatim to someone, Mike? Am I just like No, 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 no. No, actually, well, she had way more experience than I did, so <laughs> it's like <laughs> Mm. Um. Probably. I just. That's just really funny. That you're probably clean. 
I can't really I mean, rush the judgments here. Yeah, I don't I don't know like where this is taking place, but it was 1981. Like, ugh. Like, I don't care if you're just 13, you're probably oh god, like the uh, uh, Yeah, like I can just imagine like a feminism 101 class just like beside themselves with outrage over this. Everything oh. about this is just so gross and just so bad. So tell your mama So, this part confuses Yeah, you me. heard that. Yeah, he's he's changing his tune a little bit. Unfortunately, not literally to another better song, but uh, he's talking <laughs> about the mama. He says, so tell your mama that I'm back in town. She likes us boys when it's time to get down. So, that means a few things to me. What does it mean to you? I mean, it seems self-explanatory, but I want to hear you say it. Does Ted Nugent gain bang girls' moms and then marry their daughters? Is that like, is that what's happening? That's a Ted Nugent shotgun wedding. As in, he brings a shotgun to the orgy also. Oh, God. I, ugh, I just imagine him wearing nothing but that camo cowboy hat. Yo, I think he just. We see you, Ted. Why are you still wearing that? You know you're not allowed to shoot fawn. <laughs> I think about it every day, yes. <laughs> yeah, Ted's breaking all sorts of rules, man. <laughs> why, why did you shoot that fawn, A, and B, why did you bring it to the orgy in the first place? God, he's probably got, like, caked mud all over him and, like, pieces of, like, bush and, like, tree branches. Oh, he's got pieces of bush all right. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or actually, <laughs> maybe he doesn't. No! Oh, no! Oh, no! no. A jailbait! Oh, no. my God. Oh, Nick, this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. This is... <laughs> who, who picked this topic? <laughs> who picked this terrible topic? Is this song? worse than Hammer Smash Face? <laughs> <laughs> Now, we kind of missed that section immediately before, but he also says something that I think seems to contradict the whole central point of the song. He says, you know, about the mom, she likes us boys when it's time to get down. She's got this craving for the underage, I just might be your mama's brand new rage. Now, what is that all about? Because she's got a craving for the underage. I think Ted Nugent is projecting onto the mom. Thirteen years old. Just, just to put that image in your mind. Everything he's talking about a thirteen-year-old girl. Thirteen. Thirteen-year-old. It's hammering that point home. <laughs> Now, 
That's bribing the police. That's illegal. <laughs> That's the most illegal, outrageous part about that. So I don't know. Just, just I don't know if you caught it. He just said, uh, "Wait, wait, wait a minute, officer! Don't put those handcuffs on me. Put them on her, and I'll share her with you." Just let that sink in for a little bit. I'm sure there was some sort of consent, although illegal. <laughs> oh my god! I don't want to get too dark on this, but what else would you call that scenario? Of a handcuffed 13-year-old girl being shared by two adult men. Oh, my God. And he plays it off as like, a, oh, ha, 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 what a funny, clever way to end the song. Really, it's someone's nightmare. So, Mike, when I was researching the song, uh, I, was, I was on YouTube initially just kind of like trying to find like live performances or, you know, just try to actually research the song. Yeah. Uh, and the great thing about YouTube is they've got comment sections where uh, people who like the song can kind of like talk about their favorite parts. And so there was this guy, oh, Steve, Steve Hope, Hope, who uh, in the comments section wrote, uh, put him on her and I'll share her with you. Yeah, baby. Smiley face. But then he commented again. Uh, twice. He, yes. So he commented there and then he loved that part so much. He had to talk about it again. So he, so there's later on, there's another comment that says, don't put those handcuffs on me. Put them on her and I'll share her with you. Ha ha. Fucking brilliant. Oh my. Now there's a few things that alarm me about that. Number one, that got three upvotes. Number two, he wrote the comment initially. And number three, he was so smitten with that line that he felt the need to comment twice on the same video just talking about how brilliant that line is what what wit ted nugent has what what brilliance i can't even do it i can't believe this man commented twice Uh, i mean this is this is more this is worse than like liking your own status like (laughs) three days after you posted yes There's a, there's a descending level of humanity, and that is below even liking your own status. Commenting twice, not only just commenting twice with, not 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 the exact same comment, but very similar. Meaning he took the time to rewrite it from the beginning and post it again, and then also to have the best part be about, about the part about essentially gang raping a thirteen year old girl. That's the fun, brilliant part. Yo, Ted, you're fucking brilliant, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Mike, it's weird. Like, all the other songs that we've so far played, like, they've been bad songs, but, like, you, nothing about the actual artist, like, made me, like, lend any credence to, like, the terrible parts about it. Like, I don't think Avril Lavigne is a racist. I don't think Cannibal Corpse are murderers, but everything about this is just so fucking creepy. It leaves that icky feeling in your stomach. It just leaves, yeah, it leaves that gross. The icky... <laughs> Icky sticky in your stomach. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Ted, get out of my mouth, man. <laughs> Shit. All right, no. Did you say Ted, get out of my mouth? Yes, I did. All okay, right. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I want to... Like, I, I was just about to say we're basically near the end of the song, but I don't even know if I want to talk about it anymore. Like, I just want, I just want to get this Ted Nugent taste out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to... <laughs> it's just like mud and like duck poop and... Gunpowder. Gunpowder. So, Mike, 
What, <clears throat> what is your... Yes, yes. <clears throat> Distinguished music critics here. <laughs> what is your diagnosis uh, for your... Uh, not your diagnosis. Uh, you have assessed the song. I have. What is your song topsy report on how Jailbait died? <laughs> oh, Nick. Well, I feel like Jailbait... <laughs> Got sentenced to at least fifteen to fifteen to life, <laughs> and uh, just killed itself in jail. That was it. <laughs> it was like you know what? I just I can't go on living like this. <laughs> it's wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> it just I feel like it couldn't live with itself anymore, Nick. I think it just it put itself out, <laughs> or or like a, a spit on my grave scenario. Oh, I, <laughs> whoa, one of those. <laughs> Jailbait two, the reckoning. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that. I, I I think the cause of death was just yeah, just uh, just kind of like a revenge story on on this. Like it's weird. Like I'm trying not to be like all high and mighty and like politically correct, but like. This is just terrible. Like, this is just objectively awful. Like, there's not, like, being overly sensitive about this. This is about a guy who sings a song about essentially having sex with a 13-year-old girl seemingly without her consent. Well, it's impossible to get her consent, Nick. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Just Fuck to, you. Trying to be funny over here with that. <laughs> oh, some classic underage <laughs> consent jokes. Comedy gold. Well, I think that's about all I can stomach. <laughs> I'm Mike Russell. <laughs> that's great, Mike. Anyway. <laughs> no, uh, no, this has been this has been a real a real eye opener. It has. I feel, been. Like, I feel like anyone who listens to this is going to do their research on their state of consent in their state. Research, yes, <laughs> yes. But no, no, no. Actually, why? <laughs> why would you need to do that? If <laughs> here, here's a good rule of thumb. Mike might disagree with me on this, but if you're at the point where you have to Google the consent laws in your state, just avoid the situation entirely. Because if you're trying to line up your birthdays just so that an arbitrary three-year rule can work, it's probably not a good idea. And, you know, just to play devil's advocate, <laughs> there's some old souls out there. <laughs> <laughs> three-year rule, folks. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time, though. Seriously, no. <laughs> Mike, hang on. I think I have a shovel in my closet. I'll help you dig yourself deeper. <laughs> yeah. Just give me one sec. Up, <laughs> oh, got it. Here oh, you go. Oh, thanks, Nick. Here, I'm going to get to work. I'll add some shoveling sound effects. <laughs> it's not nearly deep enough. You can't bury yourself. Well, you've already buried yourself, so just, just, just dig a little deeper. You may as well. <laughs> I love how you're actually miming the digging. That is commitment. Nobody listening can see you right now, but God damn it, he is committing. Oh, Nick, there's. Um. Well, this has been. 
This has been an eye-opening experience in Ted Nugent's music and consent laws across the country. Uh, I was going to say a pleasure, but I suppose that'd be... (laughs) I'm I'm aiming for accuracy. Oh, but real quick, there are some things we want to let you know. Uh, We... At the time of listening to this, we will finally have a Facebook page set up for the Song Topsy Report. Facebook. Yes, and a Twitter page. So, uh, tweet, tweet. so you can go and follow us on those two, and we'll be posting uh, as soon as we have new episodes out. Those will be the first places we post them. We might post some fun little like clips of like the songs in question that we're talking about. Uh, and also, we just have a uh, regular old website, thesongtopsyreport.com. You can mm-hmm. check out new episodes there. You can see some uh, bio info bio about us. Bio, all about us. Oh, and also, on our website, we have a contact page. Yes. So if you, the beautiful listener who makes this whole thing possible, have an idea for a song that you think is kind of fits our category of being so bad it's good or just something that you think we really need to listen to, mm-hmm. uh, the songtopsyreport at gmail.com. You can either email us there or just right through the website. We have a setup where you can message us right from there. Absolutely. Oh, so We love feedback. We love ideas. And we love inappropriate songs. So Yeah, please. the feedback... It, <laughs> If you have any feedback to give to Mike about his perception on uh, consent laws, he knows. You d- you don't have to. I heard all about it in high school, folks. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but now I only date 25-year-olds. Yeah, at some point doesn't the 31-year-olds. Three... Yeah, at some point when does the 3-year law rule end where like you're o- you're both old enough because like if you're 37 and she's like 30 there's technically seven years difference but that's not as weird <sighs> i don't know nick three is my favorite number it's tough to say it's really a big reason to even <laughs> play a part oh did you make up the three-year rule <laughs> uh no n- well actually nick technically at least back then there was a four-year rule but that was and that two. was don't date four-year-olds <laughs> yeah it's- don't date the four-year-olds. Yeah. Too bad Ted Nugent never learned that lesson. Oh. All right. Uh, oh. Oh. Once Dang. again, I am Nick Brigadier. And I am Mike Russell. And we will see you next time. Take care. <laughs>